On this episode, I wanted to talk about the responsibilities that come along with the roles which we uh, nominate ourselves for coaching space, specifically life coaching, which sends like shivers up and down my spine every time I hear that word, those words, that title, that cottage industry that's creeping up right now. It's like everyone's a life coach now. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's killing me. And I got to talk about this because well-intentioned people are reaching out and saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a life coach. And I wanted to talk to you. Somebody put me in touch with you. And I, you know, heard your podcast, this and that. And they want to discuss how to best take on this responsibility. And I have to back it up before we get into answering any of their questions, like really to understand the intention behind it. Why are you doing this? What is the idea behind it? And how, you know, how clean are your hands that you're willing to touch other people that want to get clean, right? Because they want to get clean. They're coming to you for help. And if your hands are dirty, man, even if you don't realize that you can infect these people, you're like a surgeon coming into the surgery this, uh, I guess, protocol prior to getting into a procedure is so critical because I'm coming in there to fix something. The last thing I want to do is reinfect you with something else. And so a lot of these people who are in positions of influence, whether you're a life coach, whether you're a therapist, whether you're a rabbi or a priest or an imam, it doesn't matter, man. You have a great responsibility. You have a flock and you're basically feeding this flock with your thoughts, words, and actions. And any impurities that you know, we're holding on to when we're working with other people become their impurities, not because we consciously pass it over, because we unconsciously do it, because perhaps we didn't know that we were dirty in a certain way, that our hands were dirty, that, you know, we were harboring some level of infestation almost that we pass along to the next individual. So one thing to remember is that we have to keep doing our work in here on ourselves and keep ourselves clean. And I might think I'm clean, but how do I know, right? Because we don't know, we don't know. If something's harbored inside, buried inside. I don't necessarily see it. So I might think I'm the shining example, but do I know? And how do we get to the place of knowing? Because we're using our mind to think about it. So if that's where the infection is, I'm using the same tool, meaning the place that's infected is what I'm using to figure out if I'm infected or not. It's kind of a catch-22. I'm stuck, right? So how do I get past the place of knowing, or pardon me, how do I get past the place of thinking to really know that I am clean enough to help someone else, to put my hand on someone who's trying to get clean? And so we have these powerful tools that are available to us. For the moment, we'll talk about psychedelics because they transcend the mind, they help us move past the mind to really know, to see ourselves from a very intimate place, past knowing where my infection may reside. A lot of people are out there saying, well, I don't need psychedelics, I'm not sick. Well, sure, psychedelics, you know, could be considered medicine for sick people, but we could also consider it vitamins for healthy people. Because if I'm healthy, the last thing I want to do is get sick, so I'll take vitamins preemptively, to ensure I don't get sick down the road. If we use psychedelics therapeutically, in a preemptive fashion, when we know we're healthy, we just kind of continue to do the cleaning so that way we don't catch an infection and we don't have something kind of sneak by one of these blind spots. No doubt built into our consciousness. Because we know the consciousness isn't encompassing the subconscious and the superconscious. That's why we have these other definitions for those other states. Otherwise, we would all be aware and we would be here and now and present and we wouldn't have those distinctions, right? So the idea is that there are innate 
blind spots built into our consciousness. And these profound tools that Mother Nature has delivered to us, for those people that are working with other people, that we keep our hands clean all the time. And before I go into a surgery, I'm going to make sure I clean my hands really, really well. Even if I clean them before in the morning and I'm sure they're clean, I'll still go through the protocol because the protocol exists for a reason. And so if we're touching other people and other souls and other lives and we are well-intentioned, but we want to make sure there's no collateral damage as a result of our work, as a result of this role that we've nominated ourselves for as being healers and helpers, then man, go in there and clean up preemptively, even if you're sure everything's clean. And these aren't the only tools. They just happen to be the most profound for this purpose in this capacity. So if you're hearing this and you're helping other people, you better make sure those hands are clean because then that'll be your karma. Because if you get someone reinfected or infected with something worse after you try to help them, now you're going to have to undo that in them and in yourself. So be really careful. The other thing is, as healers, helpers, light workers, pinnacles of our community, if we take this responsibility that this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to get out in front of this thing, I'm going to try to help other people. Understand that someone's going to have a hard time and they're going to say, hey, man, I'm having a bad time. I'm dealing with this, this and that. And I hear you and I recognize it. You're coming to me because you're ready to get past it because you're ready to heal. So what am I going to do? I'm going to say, you know what? Let me take that off your hands. You got this bag, man, and it's full with all this junk and you want to let it go finally. And I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to help you let it go. But if I help you and take it away from you, and I don't know what to do with it, then I get stuck holding the bag. Now I'm going to get sick. And then everybody else is still coming to me because I've already nominated myself and I'm out in front of this thing as the healer and the helper in the tribe, in the community, in the religion, whatever it is, in society. Even if I'm full, I don't have a moment to take a break and say, oh, this is my time off. I'm taking everybody. I'm taking on all comers because I'm a good human, right? But ultimately, now I'm full holding all this waste because I haven't had a way to purge it. I haven't had a way to release it. I don't know. It wasn't taught to me. They don't necessarily teach us how to empty the bag, how to convert it, first of all, into fuel. And then second of all, how to pass the waste. And so what happens is we think we're doing a good thing. But then after a little while, we're full of ourselves. We're full of all this stuff. We're full ourselves in here. Now I start thinking I'm not doing my job properly because, look, all these people are still getting sicker and sicker. And now I start blaming myself. And now that self-doubt causes me to spiral. And now the whole system's breaking down. So what do we do about it? We have to learn as healers, as helpers, as guides, that when someone comes to us and we help them release something, the only way we're able to help them release something is because we're, let's say, empty. We're able to do that work. So I have to have a technique to convert that stuff that was just expressed and experienced in here, I have to be able to convert that to fuel to keep me going. And there are tools and there are techniques and there are protocols so I can keep my process unfolding cleanly. And I deal with a lot of healers and helpers and they're so heavy holding all this stuff and they don't have anyone to turn to because they're the healer and they're like, I have to keep it all repressed inside. And these people are suffering. And these are some of the biggest names and faces that you know. I assure you of this. And they will not say it openly because they're worried about how they're going to be received. And now they're stuck suffering. 
So the people that we consider to be healers in our community have their hands dirty and are suffering because they don't know how to run that conversion process and dump the waste. And that's what we help them with. That's where I highlight our conversations because they're good at the healing part. They're good at the helping part until they get too full of the nonsense. So that's our focus with them, with that group. And so if you're out there and you're a healer and you're a helper and you're doing good things with good intentions, God bless you. But if you're not sure if you're able to keep moving forward, to keep burning bright and heading towards your true north, then reach out. Reach out and let's have a conversation openly and publicly and let's show everybody how we could do this together. Because if you're not doing that, man, your hands might be dirty and you're not ready for that karma. Trust me. We need you to be efficient and healthy and happy and keep doing this work for many, many, many people. So please reach out so we can just get out of the way before it becomes a problem.